All right. Welcome to podcast number one. I am the host, Josh Bridges, and I'm alongside longtime pal. You might know him as Tim. I know him as Mason Flynn, a.k.a. Iron Throne, Iron... No, not Iron. You're killing it already, yeah, dude. I, 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 whatever. <laughs> trying to be funny, guys. Never, Some, somebody knows. Somebody gets that joke out there. Iron something. Iron. Just uh, Mason's fine. Mason. Or we'll go, we'll go with Mason. I'll go, I'll go with Tim too. Mason, Tim, Tim was. If you don't know Tim, Mason is on the YouTube channel, and he someone called him Tim in the comments, and we had no idea where it came from, and so it stuck, and so yeah. we stuck with Tim. Getting famous from that these days. Super famous, dude. Yeah. You were walking. What, what's the story yeah, happened? Happened yeah, two days running, ago. Running the trails. Uh, I met uh, another good dude out there shooting some guns. This guy Chris. He's like, "Oh shit, I know you." I'm like, "Yeah." <laughs> but uh, how does that feel? How does it feel to be? It's funny. To be my, noticed. My my wife was Molly was right behind me. And Got that plug, and he, yeah. he just called. <laughs> Quick side note, Molly just called and said, you better plug my name on this yeah. podcast. So there yep. it is, Molly. There you go, babe. So yeah, so she's like, oh my God, you're trying not to smile so bad right now. <laughs> happy. I, um, I actually saw a guy at the games last year, uh, 2019 CrossFit Games, and a guy came up to me and he goes, hey man, tell Tim I said what's up. And I was like, <laughs> yeah. and I said, you just made Tim's day. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's cool. It's good times. It's good times. Yeah. So, for you, for people who don't know, Mason's been working out over here since about late 2015. Yeah, late 2015 is when we met. Pretty Um, much right after regionals that year. Yeah. So we don't want to talk about regionals that year. That's the year it did not make the games. But thanks for bringing it up. (laughs) Um, But yeah. Anyways, so Mason started coming over in 2015. Met through a mutual friend and uh, been coming over ever since. He's a strong guy, and he runs a lot now. So, yeah. yeah. Lift, lift more, run for other. That's right, man. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So, tell, tell, tell the people a little about yourself, Mason. Tell, tell them what you do. Yeah. Your background. Um, so, I'm, uh, I was active duty Navy for five years. I'm still in the reserves. Uh, I'm a helicopter air crewman. Um, I go to school sometimes. Uh, I work out most of the time. And uh, just got married uh, five months ago. And um, that's about it. From, that's, I'm from Connecticut. Yeah, where are you from? Man? Yeah. Connecticut? Okay. Yep. Right. Wrestled, wrestled in high school, play lacrosse. Everyone knows wrestlers are the best. Exactly. Toughest dudes out there. No doubt about it. Yeah. Mason actually went on our… I actually got to visit Mason's house. Um, that last year went on our, on our dudes trip. And so, me and my, my two boys, Jackson and Knox, we decided we're going to start… We're going to try to see every baseball stadium… Out there, Mason decided to come along on the ride, and we started up in the Northeast. And yeah, we got to visit the Flynn home, the household. It was a it was a good time. Yeah, we met yeah. mom and dad, party, lunch, and, a lot of lunch pails. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> the first time I met Mason, he came over, and I was like, I just imagine your dad, a guy who had a a lunch pail with a thermos full of coffee or soup or something, you know, blue collar, hard uh, worker. Absolutely. And that's in that, and he pretty yep. much lived up to yep. my every expectation I had. Yep. So it was a good time. Um, yeah. So uh, this is our first one. I don't really know what we're going to talk about. We're probably just going to BS like we always do. Talk yeah. about, talk about life events, us. We'll probably start to talk about something and then just, 
end up on a tangent BSing about <laughs> exactly. other things. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. Well, stuff will spark our interest and we'll, we'll uh, I'll try to keep it as PC as possible. Piece of candy. Ooh, piece of candy. Ooh, piece of candy. Yeah. So, yeah, this will be fun. I'm excited. Um, just got done with a couple hard workouts. Legs feel fresh. Mason is one of the guy, the kind of guys when you go to program workouts, it's pretty much a terrible idea to listen to anything that comes out of his mouth because what's going to happen is you're going to destroy yourself and probably not going to be able to work out for around four to five days. You'll learn something about yourself. <laughs> you'll learn, you'll you know? learn a lot about your thoughts, <laughs> yeah. where your thoughts go. Yeah. So yeah, we do. Uh, we tend we tend to do a lot of gut checks around here when Mason's here. Hundreds workouts are pretty standard standard operating procedure. So yeah. Um, yeah, been a fun day so far. We did we did a workout where you had to acquire a hundred bench press at 185, 20 pegboards, and then you started and every three minutes you had to do 12 echo bike calories. And every round though, you had to add two calories. And so that was a really fun workout. Um, and then we went into some sled push, power clean intervals, back and forth, one to one. So that uh, first workout was actually a repeat. Yes. So that's right. What happened last time? <laughs> the first time we did that. The first time us we both DNF'd, and so yeah. <laughs> what happened was the uh, neither of us finished the the work required, and we if you ever fit, don't get off the bike or you don't reach your number of calories that you're supposed to do in those three minutes, your your workout's over. And so we both hit the thirty sixth minute, or yeah, I think it was thirty yeah. the thirty sixth yeah. minute which was 30, I think it was 36 calories for those three minutes. And uh, we did which not. Which doesn't sound like a lot Which does right not sound, yeah, right. When you, when you <laughs> say it, it is. It, it's, it's <laughs> yeah. a lot. It's so, and that, because that's around the 320th calorie or something like that. It might've been 40 calories in or something like that. You'd yeah. have to do the math. Cause it, I don't know what round it was, but. Either way. Yeah. I, I think I had seven bench press left and he had like seven pegboards yeah. or something like that. Yep. So, but yeah, that was a nasty workout. Yeah. It's good times. So dial it down a notch this time. Yes. So next time, we uh, we got smarter. We learned from our workout, and so we did. We started at twelve calories and added two instead of the first time we started at sixteen calories and adding two each round. So this time we had a, the first few rounds. We got a few got a little bit deeper into uh, got some more money in the bank, I guess you could say, with our bench press and pegboards. So that was fun. I mean, that might be a good thing to talk about right there, like over programming versus under programming a workout. Yeah, that's a great that's a great topic. You know? Hey, great topic. Yeah, I'm here for a reason. <laughs> over, over programming, under programming, right? So I like to say I'd, I'd rather always push myself to a point where I learn something. Maybe I don't complete the task instead of under programming and finishing and being like, man, I wish I would have done more or pushed harder. Uh, definitely something always to think about when you're programming workouts for yourself. Um, you know, if you're not pushing yourself, if you're not finding your limitations, really, what kind of, are you growing? And I, I, you know, I don't think you should always push, 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 push. And like, you know, like start to where you maybe start to have negative thoughts or, uh, get a little overtrained. I don't really like to use the word overtrained because I think people, people take overtrained and run with it a little bit where your body can definitely push a little harder than you think it can, but you definitely can start to push limits and start to injure yourself if you're not smart about it. So, but when I tend to make gut checks, like when me and Mason are working out, it's always, we always steer towards a little overtrained, over-programmed and under-programmed. So definitely something to think about when you're programming workouts. And that goes for like all pro workouts. It doesn't have to be just gut checks. That can be e every minute on the minutes. That can be 
am reps, as many rounds as possible, anything like that. Like test yourself, right? Push yourself. If you come up just slightly short, but you had a huge, a huge goal in mind, you still went pretty far, right? You still reached a good number and you learned a lot about whatever movement or rep scheme that you were pushing for. So um, definitely something to think about. What about you? What, what you? what say you, Mason? Yeah, no, I think that's all great advice. I think that maybe sometimes if you if you do happen to underprogram it and and you can see that you're either going to finish way faster than you thought or it just like wasn't as hard as you thought, well, tack on another workout or tack on another round like in the middle of it. Um, yeah, that always seems to help out. You could always do more. As far as like like today's workout. Last time it was over program, but there was uh, there was an end to it. So it's not like you're just gonna, you know. I remember one time we did a a twelve days workout, and we got to like an hour and a half in, and we still had like round eleven and twelve. And for everyone that's done a twelve days workout, you know, around eleven and twelve are like, God, they could be another half hour each round, at you least. know. So at at, at sometimes when you really are biting off more than you could chew, you're like okay, this is, this is getting dumb now. We're like, it, it's borderline dangerous. <laughs> like, I don't want to be here for three hours doing this. So sometimes it is good to cut it. And then, you know, in the middle of it, be like, okay, I time cap myself at an hour and a half. Uh, still a good workout, you know? It just it, It's also good when stuff like that happens to remember for next time. You know, like like you said with imams and stuff, like, have a good idea of how many power cleans at 135 you can do in a minute, you know, or at whatever weight or it is, you know, and, and that way it's harder to over-program or under-program when you know yourself. Yeah, for sure. It's great. Yeah. It's great. It's, it's, it's definitely a, a good way to learn yourself as an athlete and who you are. Um, and all that knowledge you take into if you are doing competitions or whatever it is, or if you, you have goals, right, then you're, you can progress. Write your workouts down. It's yeah. that's a huge thing for me. Like I've written every single workout I've done since probably two thousand and seven or eight. I have them all logged somewhere, um, whether it be in a notebook, your phone, a phone app, something like that. So that's a a great piece of advice. That if you're not logging that stuff, like then it's it's definitely stuff you you'll forget. You'll t- you'll tend to forget, and so then you can't go back and check on it and look at it. So. Definitely log your your workouts. For sure. Yeah, so along with that too, when you log it, you see what time it took, right? And that that even goes back to the over or under programming. You write something down, you're like three rounds of time. In your head, and you could talk about this smarter than I could, but you're like, I want this to be around this much time. Right. So if you look back, a year ago and you're like, and you see that workout and you're like, that should not have been a 30 minute workout, you know? Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, the more, the more data you have on yourself, the better athlete you're going to become. And that's, and that's just facts. That's just going back years and years and years with, uh, athletics, anything like that. Um, so yeah, figure out who you are as an athlete. There it is. There it is. Remember it, learn from it. Remember it, learn from it, grow from it. You didn't fail. You figured something out about yourself. That's all. Um, COVID-19. What a world we are living in right now. This is absolutely insane. This is crazy. This is 
I don't even know how to describe it. I don't like. That's how we get the time to do this. Actually. Yeah, right. We, yeah, we finally <laughs> like we've been talking about doing podcasts for I don't know how long. We probably got this equipment a year ago, <laughs> at least a year ago, if not longer. It could be two. <laughs> but um, yeah, so we finally pulled the trigger on this due to this crazy time that we are living in right now. Uh, my kids actually just started distance learning today, which that's a crazy topic. Like, I'm. Our, my kids do not actually are not mandated. They're not it, nothing. None of the work is mandatory. I got that email on Friday. I thought that was crazy. So like they're going to move on to the next grade, and no matter what, no matter what, they don't have to turn any work in. Nothing is mandatory. They actually said in the email, "It's up to you if you want to tell your kids this. If you want to tell That's them that, good. It, right? That's good. Yeah. But I understood. But I understood it, and I thought it was just a crazy thing because exactly like how can they? How can schools? put put this mandate on kids and say, hey, you have to teach yourself. I wonder if that's there's age requirements for that though. Yeah, I don't know. Because I, I don't think, and not all schools are like that because Heather's kids are not like that, right? Her, But they're um, also a lot older. So Heather, Heather is yeah. my girlfriend in case, uh, well, they're not a lot older. Uh, Jillian is only uh, that's a right. year older yeah. than Jackson. But uh, Heather is my girlfriend. And so um, her kids- their school is, it is mandatory and they are getting graded and they're getting graded on things. In Ohio. In Ohio, yeah. yeah. But it's very different. It's just crazy to think that what they're putting on these parents and not every kid has access to the internet or their parents are not able to spend time with them and, and do this schoolwork because some people are still working in this crazy time. So it's, I don't know how you do make it mandatory. Yeah. So it was, it was a refreshing thing to see and I, it was just kind of mind blowing that I was like, oh wow, okay, um, it isn't mandatory. So that's, I mean, it's a little less stressful, which is nice, but it's just crazy. It's crazy to think about that. My kids are literally didn't finish fourth and second grade. I mean, what month is it? It's April. So about basically they two, basically two thirds maybe. Basically, they half. basically about half a quarter. They're not going to get graded on. Yeah, because they go to uh, June. Yeah, late. So May. three months. Right. Yeah. It's nuts, man. Nuts. Yeah. Could you imagine being a senior in high school or and being like, hey, that's crazy. You don't have to do the rest yeah. of your schoolwork. You're good. Well, by the time I was a senior in high school, <laughs> I was doing shit anyway. <laughs> I was like, I'm going in the Navy. <laughs> I think it's crazy that there wasn't something in place for something like this to happen. Like that, like, like how reactive they're being. You know, it's such a reactive way to like our I feel like as far as the school system, yeah, the school the school system didn't have something in place for something like this to happen. Like, what about if a power outage happened and school didn't have power for a month? You know, would they do they have a yeah? Have wonder, some sort of contingency well, plan? You wonder what like Katrina did, yeah, or places right? like that. You know, you like know? how wasn't that? I mean, I understand that. Yeah, maybe it's not for a virus. Like no one was thinking, but but, but, but how wasn't there a contingency if we couldn't go to school for a month or two? You know, like, I can't believe that there wasn't something like that already out there. Maybe this was it. Yeah. But, but yeah, maybe it was. I don't, I don't know. I don't know if it's, I, I, I felt like there could have been, what was crazy is, so my kids had, had two weeks of spring break, a week of half days that they missed. So they really hadn't missed too much school in three, a three week period, right? They missed like basically two and a half days of school. And then on the second week of spring break, they, we got an email saying, Hey, we need another week to prepare for this, and that I was kind of a little mind blown for, by that. So I'm that like, was like late or mid April. That was like yeah, the first week of April. Okay, and so 
now they needed another week to prepare right. for this distance learning. And I'm like, okay, that's, I mean, not, whatever, it is what it is. Like, yeah, it's yeah. not a big deal. Like they're in second and fourth grade. Um, I'm happy to to work with them and help them learn whatever they need to learn. I'm like trying to think of what I learned in yeah, fourth grade. Right. And so you know? it's just, it's just a nut, it's just a nut, it's a crazy, crazy thing. I was, I was blown away that how reactive they're acting and not prepared for something like this. Yeah. Like, I mean, I feel like the big stuff back then, and this is from a 33 year old guy with, I mean, I got a niece and nephew, but uh, you know, I'm pretty detached from children's. Now we, I brought the, I brought the parenting because I, I really, I know you have a lot to say about it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> That's something to talk about. I got a lot to say about most things, though. So <laughs> sure do, yeah, right. sure do. A lot of really good in- input, you know. Yes, but I mean, like, what do you learn? That's big. So probably some mathematics and some English, like reading and writing. Yeah, you're, about, you're building you know? foundations, right? Yeah, you're building basics. Yeah, and you could pretty much teach them whatever history you want. <laughs> right. So. Obviously. <laughs> Obviously, we all know this. <laughs> I am a history buff. Yep. You know. It goes hand in hand with being in the military. You would start reading off some of these books you got in the corner yeah, over here. <laughs> right. You got Jocko. We got a Jocko book over there. Jocko we, makes children's books. He's got I know, at least got, one. I got right? two of them, I think. Is it two? I think he's got two or three out. Mikey and something. Mikey and the Dragon. Mikey and the Dragon. And then there's another one too. Extreme Ownership. Is that a, that's, <laughs> that's, I don't think it's a children's book. I think it's a children's book. But yeah, uh, I know I have. I actually, can't do your homework. Good. Good. <laughs> can't go to school. Good. More time to train. More time to get after it. <laughs> Jocko, what a fun topic. I so I actually worked with Jocko. I was uh, I was under him. Technically, on my first deployment in two thousand and eight, uh, he was the. Uh, troop commander of the troop that I met out in Iraq. Uh, I didn't see him at that point i never saw him because that was weird up out and like way out west in iraq but then uh but then when i came back from that deployment he became the commanding officer of trade which is the training detachment and so i actually got to go through a workup under jocko and jocko's amazing jocko is exactly who he portrays himself to be like there is like i think obviously everyone knows like if you don't know who jocko is go check him out jocko willink he has a podcast he has he's been on joe rogan's podcast he's been on tons of podcasts he's, he's on like fox news and stuff yeah every yeah now exactly and then. like yeah. i mean the guy's he's he's awesome jocko's the man and i like a lot of people ask me uh being a former navy seal that what do you think about people who come out with books and, um, you know, former Navy SEALs who come out and like go into, go into right. whatever the light, you know? Yeah, there's like, like a joke. It's a prerequisite that yeah, you go right. through an English course at, <laughs> at the end of BUDS nowadays. There's right. uh, creative writing. <laughs> and, and you know what? Like, I think it all depends on what those people are talking about. Um, I think that if you're trying to like portray yourself as some sort of hero of some sort or whatever, um, then I think it's, you know, whatever you built your resume, you got to, you went and did whatever you did. You deserve whatever, whatever you want to do. Um, but I think for a guy like Jocko, I think the information that he's putting out to people is so amazing and so great that it's that, and it, and it can correlate to the real world. Seems to like simplify it. Yeah, exactly. Like he takes the things, the lessons that he learned as being being in the Navy for however many years he was, probably I want to guess 20 plus. Yeah, at least, at least 20 if he plus. retired from it. Right. And so, because he, he was also enlisted and then went yeah, officer. Yeah. And so, um, like the, the how, he, how he's putting it out, he's basically just teaching people, you know, how to go out and, you know, take ownership of 
who they are and what where they're at in their life. And it's uh, it's just amazing information. And it, it's so it's such good information. And it was, but I was I was blown away when I first saw him do that. When I I saw him have a podcast, oh, and I right, saw him have right. an Instagram. I was like, wow! Like looking into looking at him as a person, I would never think like he would be that kind of guy. Right. But then you see the information he's putting out, and it's just like, man, this is awesome! Like awesome information. And he is. People always ask about buds and like. What, what? How? How hard was Buds? You know? Oh, they always they always want to say such a tip of the iceberg, though. Yeah, and, and exactly. And I always tell people, yeah, Buds was tough, and it it is physically, yeah. physically, mentally, it's tough. It's a tough grind. Um, but Jocko's workup as when you're in a oh. team, like it was some of the most insane stuff we've ever did, and it hadn't like it was ten times harder than anything we ever did right. in Buds. And Jocko was just like the the no. The no fucking slack line. I love that line. <laughs> Jocko is just like instructors will come over to um, you know, the people who worked for Jocko at at training the training detachment, who are basically our instructors, would go over. If you haven't heard what he says, he basically would go over and be like, Hey Jocko, I think these guys have had enough and I think it's good. He's like, he's like, no fucking I'm not cutting him any fucking slack. And it, you know, the why he said it was so that, you know, if you bleed or and the more you sweat in training, the less you bleed in war. Yeah. So I mean he had great it was for a great reason because he was also part of some pretty crazy troops that went overseas and, and they suffered a few losses. And so he knew what it was like, right. To, to suffer those losses. So such a cool thing, such an awesome thing that he's out there and he's, he's putting himself out there and he's helping so many people just be better. So. Yeah. That's what it is. It's be better. That whole discipline equals freedom. Like yeah, it's such a it, simple. Exactly. It's such a simple line that means so much, you know? It's like anything. People think people think there's these like magic pills, these magic solutions of everything when it all if you, breaks down to is, su- is such simple things. Like, yep. especially like how I can correlate it is to being an athlete, right? Like people want this, the magic pills. Like, oh, what's the magic? What's the secret to what you're doing to make you so good? It's not a secret. It's very simple. Work hard. You're disciplined. You work hard. Yeah. And you prioritize what you want to do, right? Yep. I, I need to eat healthy so I can recover, so I can train harder. I mean, it's simple. It's all simple, simple stuff. And it's it's awesome that uh, that's kind of what he's doing for people. I think he's breaking it down and showing them and correlating it to being in the office, you know, being a parent, being whatever it is that you are. So Yeah, I got a buddy. He, he probably got out of the Navy. Uh, geez, it must have been eight years ago now. And, uh, he was pretty overweight. And then, um, I saw him again later on and he got like huge into Jocko and, and then he got like pretty big into keto and all into CrossFit type training, you know? And yeah, I saw the guy and he probably lost like 40 pounds and he's like all into Jocko. Like, you know, and then sometimes he actually got to the point. He's just like, sometimes I just need a break from it though. Because he's just so fucking intense all the time. I'm like, yeah, yeah man. I mean, yeah. it's can't great. go, you know, hundred miles an hour all, all day, you know. My one Jocko story that I have, um, and then we'll go on, I'll go on to off other topics. I don't want to sit here and talk about Jocko the whole time, even though I love the guy. Uh, so first, first workup. So we are doing a in a training block called cold hits. Cold hits is where basically you get a mission. You don't have any time to plan. You just have to go hit hit the hit mm-hmm. the target, <clears throat> do it, and then come back. You debrief it, and then basically for three days straight, you're doing cold hits over and over and over again, getting so, getting very little rest. So what do you <clears throat> think from when you get? And we'll try to 
keep this not military talk as much as possible. Yeah. Uh, so when you get the call to when you leave to go to do your uh, mission. So basically, you would get the call. You How get, much time? You get the uh, you get briefed on what your who where your target is, what you're doing, <clears throat> and you literally have like 45 minutes. Okay. Like quick. Yeah. Like very quick turnaround. Yeah. Uh, to come up with a quick. Uh, you know, plan basically almost like you are a reaction force, yep. reactionary force, right? Like mm-hmm. um, a QR, uh, QRF. There it is. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Quick reaction force. Yeah. <clears throat> and so we uh, we hit these targets. We're out. We come back. We debrief. Do it probably three times that day. Um, that night we had a another one, and only like, but only like five of us had to go on it, and I was one of them, and. There was lucky. I know, right? I got I got hooked <laughs> up, and so, uh, but I was a new guy, and so you know, when you're when you're a new guy, you're gonna get those kind of deals, yep. and so whatever it is, what it is, um, <clears throat> it was an all night overnight uh, Overwatch mission, whatever. So out all night watching a target, basically, and then come back in the morning, and boom, everyone back in now. So now we're like right into more cold hits the next day. So Solid. like no break, like. I, you know, got maybe like very little sleep that night. I don't, I don't know how much. Not gonna. Anyways, got very little sleep. Go into it. Come back. Boom. Here's your next target. All right, we're going again. We're going again. And then that night, I remember. <clears throat> so Jocko finally shows up, and he shows up for one of the debriefs. And we had this room full of these big like leather chairs, um, and it was kind of hot. I think it was a hot time of the year, right? So I sit down in this big leather chair, like, and I'm literally, it is, it couldn't have been three seconds. And so I'm, cold. I'm out cold. And I remember yep. waking up and literally <laughs> Jocko is over me, like face, maybe six inches away from my face. And I eyes and my eyes just, you know, like cartoon right, explode right. up. And I'm like, you know, very intimidating guy Jocko is. And he's like, Oh, good! You're awake. We can begin now. <laughs> no, it's just like I like shut up. Did <laughs> uh, you know? It was it was hilarious. Not not at the time. It wasn't very funny. Yeah, right. But looking back on it now, it was it was it was great. Uh, that's my uh, my good Jocko story. So, as a new guy, you definitely ever never yeah, never a, wanted to get called guy, out. He got the commander of the unit. The commanding the commanding officer of the training detachment looking at you being like, "Oh, you're awake." <laughs> Right. It was amazing. He's got like his medal of honor, like hitting you in the face. <laughs> right. Like, oh, sorry, uh, sir. I'm so sorry. Yeah. So everyone's like looking at me, obviously the, in the whole room, because obviously they had some point just, when I was sleeping where yeah. they were talking about. Your shop chief's just yeah. shaking his head like this fucking turd. I, was, I probably I probably snored. Yeah. Right. You know, like, that's why they even like saw me that I was sleeping. So yeah, it was uh, that was a good time. Yeah. We'll move on from Jocko. Yeah. Great subject, though. I'm sure it'll come up a lot pretty yeah. often in these podcasts. Probably. So, But yeah, um, what else? Sports, man. Sports. Lack thereof. There are yeah. no sports right now. Yeah. It is so depressing. They talked about um, having the season, MLB season, in Arizona. Yeah. I, yeah, they were talking about doing a whole, like, quarantine baseball season in Arizona. 
Um, and I, I, don't, I don't really know where it's where it's gone. I haven't heard anything about it. Right next to Flight Island. <laughs> yeah, right. <UFC. laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we got a baseball mountain. Right. It's right next to two, UFC 249, right? Yeah, right. Um, as soon as Khabib flies Ferguson. Jeez, that, that, that fight. Holy cow. Five fights. Five times it's been scheduled. Never happened. Um, no, I know. I, I agree that with sports, uh, I'll watch any sport. And so… The fact that there's no sports is just so depressing. My kids' sports aren't even playing. There's no sports and you have to stay home all the time. <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. Like, the best time to watch sports. Yeah. So. How many times have people watch The Office? What I, <laughs> right. what I thought was interesting was the fact that they shut down UFC. Yep. But they allowed WrestleMania to happen. Well, yeah, but WrestleMania… Well, it was the same type of thing, though. Yeah. Right? It was… It was going to be the same thing. UFC was going to be just… It, no fans. Yeah, but… Um, Disney, who owns ESPN and the rest of the world, is the one that shut down. I'm I'm pretty sure at least mm-hmm. that was like, no, we're not doing the UFC, right? But WrestleMania, I don't think is owned by them. I think it is. I think WrestleMania. I think ES. I think WWE is owned by ES, uh, Disney. Let's look it up. Look it up. Yeah, we can fact check it. Yep. <laughs> but either way, it's pretty crazy. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. So Disney, I guess. I guess Disney maybe shut down either way. Well, it was also several weeks after, like two or three weeks after. Um, WrestleMania just happened. Yeah, it? yeah, but UFC is supposed to be this weekend, right? So that's two weeks later. Yeah, you know, still, I don't know. Yeah, there's another like quarter million. I, I don't people. get it. I, I think that uh, if they've been tested, like you know, like why not? I mean, I guess the medical issue is really where what it's coming down to, right? Like you don't want to. Looks like Disney does not own it. Okay. Well, that, there it is. That's why then. Uh, and I get, I get the medical issue, right? Like if you have fighters going into these facilities where they need medical attention, um, you know, now they're putting themselves at risk as well because they're going to a facility that probably has people who are, you know, in quarantine. And it's just people moving, man. Right. You know, yeah. and they're and they're trying to keep everyone staying in one place. Right. That's that's what it is. I'm just upset. I wanted to watch fighting. Everyone wanted to watch. Everyone fighting. wanted. I, I think it would have been yeah. crazy to see the uh, pay per view buys for that for sure. It would have been, <clears throat> yeah, because they and they're doing it and they were going to do it in Northern California, right? right. Or Central or yeah, something yeah. at an on Indian a, on an Indian reservation. Yeah. Or but <clears throat> I guess that Indian reservation was like really good about everything. So Dana White said that they're going to do an event there for sure. Oh, cool! To like give back to those guys. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, that's good. That'd be good. Yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm, I, uh, the Olympics getting pushed back. Oh, like all the winners. I feel really Dude. bad for the NCAA athletes who didn't get to, you know, have their championships as well. I think it's crazy. I think the NCAA is a, is, is absurd. I don't, I think that they are ridiculous that they're not allowing seniors who didn't get to play for a national championship either in whatever sport it was in the winter sport and not getting another year of eligibility but they're giving the summer sports another year or really spring sports spring sports i'm sorry yeah spring sports another year of eligibility so i think it's kind of crazy i think it's a scam it's like the best part of their season right exactly you know like people work years for that and they just got canceled um and i understand like there are things that are more important than sports and health, right? People, people being healthy is one of them. But I don't know how the NCAA can be like, oh yeah, we, I would, you know. And I get it; they only they're only allotted so much money for yeah. these scholarships. Oh yeah, I'm sure they couldn't take. But pay right, cuts exactly, like, right, right. Yeah. You know, you couldn't a lot change the money. Well, those and, coaches are taking like yeah. 
seven figures home. Eight, oh, right, eight, exactly. Eight figures a year. But whatever. The NCAA is what it is. It's it's never going to change. I, I hate the fact that I love college football more than I like pro football, but because of because of how, you know, my distaste for the NCAA. Because I just think they, yeah, they give kids uh, an education, but college is a business just like anything else. Yeah. It's weird how they can have so many rules for those. I mean, they're adults, you know, they're over 18, you know? Yeah. It's like, I mean, they, sh- they were shutting down GoFundMes for like, yeah. not, I'm sorry, not GoFundMes, but like uh, Trevor Lawrence, the quarterback for yeah. Clemson, you know, yeah. had a, had yep. a, like a charity yeah. thing going. Him and his, him and his girlfriend had a charity mm-hmm. thing. <laughs> no, nope. yeah. no, no, no. That's uh, accepting money. Are we getting anything? Yeah, right. right. No. Yeah. Okay. Now you don't get to use your name until you you leave college. Yeah. Until so. we've rode you hard <laughs> yeah, right. and you go off to the glue factory. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. It's really interesting. Yeah. So one thing about Mason, if you don't know, he is an avid power lifter. That's where he came from, his background. Yep. Avid. What is what give me give us your stats, dude? What do you what do you pull? I know you, uh, I pulled seven seventeen. Uh big deal. At my house the other day. <laughs> count it. <laughs> but I count that. <laughs> yeah, right. Which actually yeah. will bring me into my next topic. But right. uh I'm working to get a six hundred pound squat. Um I'm pretty close. Um and then uh bench, I'm just kind of keeping around 400. I'm not as concerned about that. But do you think that you will compete in any more powerlifting competitions? Yeah, I think eventually. But so last year I did the 50k run and I squatted 500. So this year I'm like, well, what if I do 600 and a 60k? And then that kind of got the wheels turning and I'm like, I wonder how heavy I could go and how far I could go. Right. Because it's just another <clears throat> You know, just another 10 kilometers a year yeah. is just another six miles. <clears throat> That's all it is. And uh, another 100 pounds. <clears throat> nothing. Like nothing. That's you know? what I do to my deadlift. I just add hundred, hundreds of pounds to it. Well, every week. Every year, I'm sorry. Well, the squat I'm working on. Oh, yeah, that. right. Squat. Yeah. So when you do that, are you doing it same day? Uh, I thought about it. I thought like a week before I did my <clears throat> 50K, I was like, you know what? I'm going to get up in the morning and I'm going to squat 500 pounds and then I'm going to go and run the 50K. <clears throat> and… uh I ended up getting a pretty bad cold like that week. And my buddy's like, you really should not do that. <laughs> I'm like, all right, fine. And then in the, like, I probably was about maybe 13 miles in. And I'm like, fuck it. I'm going to squat it when I get home. <laughs> like, Hell I'll do yeah. it afterwards. You know? yeah. That's even better. Yeah. And then around 14 miles in, I was like, <laughs> I'm not going to do that. <laughs> but uh, I probably did it in the same way. I, I PR'd my deadlift, uh, I think that week or something like that. Or it was the same week I did a marathon or, or something like that. Yeah. But yeah. I mean. It's crazy. So yeah, you can follow. Yeah. So so Mason does the strength program for my programming on my website at josh-bridges.com. So if you want to follow what this guy does for his strength, you can definitely see it there. And uh, yeah, if you want to get in contact with him about his running protocol, you can check that out too. I mean, it's pretty crazy that he's doing this. Um what the the numbers that he's doing with the the amount of running that he's doing it's really cool to see because when I knew it, when I first met him he didn't do any of that you're right he was just uh no, no running at least. yeah right, exactly <laughs> right. and so something yeah. that I've always thought was would be cool would be to run a sub five minute mile and run uh, squat five hundred pounds yeah. and I'd yeah. I'd want to do it I feel like same day oh yeah you know I think yeah. that, that would be I mean even not crazy but, I know that yeah yeah there's been some there's been some cross CrossFit athletes who, who have. I think that could be close. I think like Scott Pancheck could be up there. Yeah. Um, yeah. I know because I know he's, he definitely squats 500 and uh, I don't know what his mile time is, 
But then I know Tommy Hackenbrook has talked about it. He's a big, big, strong dude. So another really cool test, actually, because I had posted something like that, or and then somebody had DM me on Instagram, and they said, try to take your mile time in seconds and minus your deadlift in kilograms and see if you can get a negative number. You already lost me. <laughs> yeah, right. So, well, you would do... All right, so say you ran a six-minute mile. Right. Right? So 600, or not so, 600, that would be... So that's 60 times six. So that's 360, right? Right. So a 360-kilogram deadlift. So 360 times 2.2. That's a seven... Uh, yeah, 792 deadlift, right? It's okay. I Which guess. is right. ridiculous, right? <laughs> right? Yeah. But I mean, like, but you see the numbers there. So, I mean, like, you figure you do a 530 mile, right? Mm-hmm. So that would be 60 times five is 300 plus 30. So that's 330 pounds or 330 kilograms, right? Yeah, those are crazy. Those deadlift numbers are crazy. Yeah, but I, I and, mean, like, so that's 726. So, like, I mean, it's a doable feat. Yeah. But I think, take, so you started with six minute miles and then you went to 530. What you're forgetting is yeah. how hard, thir- yeah. removing 30 yeah. seconds from your yeah. mile time really oh, yeah. is. No, absolutely. No, no, just go, yeah, just go run a 530 mile instead. Yeah. yeah but good. I mean, like you get some, there's, I bet you there's somebody out there that can do oh, that right. or pretty close to it. Yeah, probably yeah. for sure. I, I mean, think I could, I think I could run a pretty low six minute. Right. With a good tailwind. What do you run when you're running those distances? Or because you're you you go out and run right. for like twenty miles, right? Yeah, typically yeah, sometimes. Sometimes. But like yeah. what you, what's your average when you're well, going out? It's running? really hard, man. Because when you're doing trails, you got to look at elevation gain versus mileage. Right. Right. So like my uh like I my ideal is for every five miles I do, I like to get a thousand feet of elevation gain. Okay. And if I can get that in an hour then I'm running a, a, a good pace for me. Yeah. And I think that's like a, like 11 something. Okay. Yeah. Like 1130 yeah. or something. Yeah, I mean, I, when you're running that kind of elevation, yeah. you're definitely going to, it's going to be, you know, yeah. you'll be jogging. And if you can continue to run the whole yeah. time is even impressive. I mean, I did like 10 miles on the beach um, not too long ago. And I held like a, I think like a 817. What's your fastest mile ever? Do you know? No idea. No, not really. Really? No. Like, I mean, I know. Yeah. 12. Boom. I mean, I, in high school, I did a 616. There you go. <laughs> yeah, there right. it is. Mark that, it. That's the only Chalk number I could think of. Yeah. There's your PR right there. And I'm pretty sure it was in a gymnasium, and I did about and you probably eight weighed, laps. Around. What do you weigh, like 215? <laughs> you probably weighed like 175 then? Uh, yeah, I wrestled at 170 in senior year. So. I didn't even know, and, I, yeah, and that, like, yeah. that, I called it. You know? It's not a big deal. When you're a wrestler, you just know weights. Yeah. You know? Yep. Like you wrestled 152, didn't you? No, I did not. <laughs> not you. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Right. No, I was like, no, no, like, no. No, no I, my senior year of high school, I wrestled 130, and then at college, my I wrestled only because I didn't want to cut at all. I wrestled 141, but I should have probably been at 33s. Right. So, right. Yeah. So uh, some other things that we we're going to we we're talking about, and uh, we're waiting to talk about it on this was uh, I don't know if you guys follow Strongman. But you guys, you know who the mountain is. Never heard of him. <laughs> you know who he is. Thor. <laughs> yeah, Thor. 
Got and Thor. actually, this would be an interesting perspective from a uh, uh, professional athlete's point of view. So Thor is trying to break the uh, the deadlift record, right? Mm-hmm. So Eddie Hall hit it, I think, in 2016 at 500 kilograms, right, yep. at a competition. Um, now, with everything going on, Thor was supposed to do it at some competition coming up in, like, Europe or something like that, mm-hmm. right? But obviously, he can't do it. Right. So he's doing it at his his training facility in Iceland. Right. And there's like a official referee there, but they're calling it a world record in if he hits it. Okay. So, what I, what are you asking What do you think? Like, what do I think? Yeah. I think it's tough not to call it a, a world world right. record, right? Because it's happening. But the hard part is, is like who else has done it in a training scenario that didn't wasn't allowed to be so you said that so a training scenario right right yeah and so, so yeah, is it a training scenario i don't know like, is it could they could they just sa- like sanction it you know and be like this is a sanctioned event that's essentially what they're doing yeah but like is other people going to be there i mean no one's flying in there's yeah, some other they, yeah, like sure. guys from iceland there that are right, trying sure, yeah. some other stuff right yeah yeah but, so it's not really an event he's just gonna deadlift it i mean for lack of having less or more information yeah it seems like if you did it in your garage. Yeah, exactly. It'd be like me out here doing it. <clears throat> yeah. I mean, that's, and what people like will call as training PRs, right? Or training world records. Yeah. And so is it going in the record books? I don't know. The I thing mean, that sucks about <clears throat> that too, man, is I would imagine that like the guy's probably doing like some like periodization training to yeah. hit it. And, and I bet you a year ago, he's like, I'm going to hit this next, what is it? April. April, yeah. He's like, I'm going to hit this next April. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then a month ago, all this stuff goes down. It's just like… That that, means think about the Olympic athletes. Yeah. That's That's another exact same thing, right? I mean, all these Olympic athletes, they didn't even train for a year. They trained for four years to do this. You know, it's nuts. It's absolutely insane that they took… You know, all those people had this exact programming out for, you know, these events and… They wanted to peak at the exact right yeah. time, and boom, nope, you got another year. Or so now you'd adjust it. Are they going to do better? Exactly. Yeah, we don't. That'd know. be a it'll bet be, right there. So like, take the average amount of but we don't world know if, records. We oh, you mean like if they break them? Well, like because just they like got a fifth a, year. Like on average, do you think this Olympics, this next Olympics, that you're going to see a better performance or a, a worse performance mm. because of all? Because of the time, I think you know, I think you're going to see worse. I would think. That. I think you're seeing you're yeah. see worse because people are going to be a little more beat down. <laughs> they got that last quarter zone shot. Right, about yeah, a month right, ago. right, exactly. <laughs> yeah, it's going to wear right, out. Right, exactly. <laughs> like think about the guys who are on their last leg going into the Olympics. And, Literally, you know, and yeah. you know, you got another year now. Now you're a year older. <clears throat> I'm sure it's good for some people, and it's probably worse for other people. Yeah. So, yeah. I, 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 in my mind, I would, I would think they would do worse because they're, now they have another year of training. And well, like you them depend, down a I bit. mean, like if you're like, if you're like an 18 year old swimmer, yeah, just a stud, yeah, you're, you're, and like a sport that's not. Well, I mean, I haven't swam for a long time, but I did when I was a kid competitively. But like, that's not like really prone to injury. You right. know, like those guys might do better. Yeah, they but could. But then it might take it off the tail end of their career too, you know? It'll be interesting to see what the following – I wonder what they're going to do with the following yeah. Olympics. If so they're going to – 2024s? Yeah, if they're going to yeah. actually – if they're going to delay that. I bet they won't, Or they'll man. come back. To I that, bet they won't. Yeah, they'll just do a three-year I think that's gap. supposed to be in LA. 
Oh, really? I think it is, man. It's crazy. One of them is, uh, but no one wants to hold the Olympics anymore. Right. I mean, it's, yeah, I don't think, I don't think that they make that much money off yeah, of it. Yeah. I saw like a Vox thing on it and they're saying that like the amount of cities that even like apply for it, like 20 years ago, that it was like 20 cities. And right. nowadays it's like, there's like three. Crazy. It's like Beijing. and I love the Olympics too. About it. The Olympics, is, <laughs> it's so much fun to watch. Like anytime you're competing for your country, I love it and I'll watch it. I don't care what sport it is. Like you get to compete. You get to put where your flag, your country's flag on your back. Like, man, that's cool. And I, I think it's fun. And so. Oh, um, Paris. Paris. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Okay. So I'm, ex- I'm excited for the Olympics. It, it'll be interesting to see how it plays out with uh, this year. I mean, with all this, hopefully everything's back to normal and, you know, we're back to playing sports and everything like that. I hope, I hope all the seasons get to come back. I hope basketball gets to come back and finish this season's basketball. I'm like, I'm not a huge basketball fan, but man, NBA this year, crazy. Like the amount of teams that are in the mix where it's not this, it has like, you know, for a little while it's been Golden State Warriors. So, um, and the Cavaliers or whoever, or whatever team LeBron James has been on. Right. So, uh, but now like, you know, with Kobe, with that stuff that happened, <laughs> that tragedy. And, yeah. and then, you know that uh, the Lakers were probably fired up. Oh, yeah. You know? Yeah, exactly. I mean, and, and the Lakers this year crushing it. Yeah. And then you have yeah. the Clippers who are in the mix because they have two phenomenal players as well and Kawhi Leonard. So it's going to be interesting. Yeah, it's going to be interesting when sports come back, how how everything plays out, like how the baseball season plays out, how they finish the NBA, how they finish hockey in NHL. Um, how they start MLB. You know. Yeah, exactly. Right. Like, how? Like, what do they do? Do they just do half the season? I mean, the good thing about baseball is they have 162 yeah, games. Yeah. Right. You have 162 games. They can start so it a so third they, of the way. Exactly. They could even start. They only do half the season. You know, you're still making a ton of money for those for those organizations. So, yeah, it's gonna be fun. I can't wait for baseball to be back. I, I, I'm really excited. can't wait. I, yeah. God, Peckel Park has got to be like one of the most fun buildings in America. It's it's. So I've been to I think thirteen stadiums and it's hands that's baseball stadiums just um, hands down the best concessions you'll go yeah. to at any stadium. Yeah, they have the best food, the best beer selection. Like it's Everything. crazy. Yeah. Like I'm not even a baseball fan, <clears throat> but I've become a baseball game fan. <laughs> right, just because of Petco Park. <laughs> exactly. I probably go there at least six times a year. Yeah, it's fantastic. Yeah. It's amazing. So yeah. Um, I'm excited for my kids' sports to be back. Like I, I it, my old, my oldest, he got pulled up into like the uh, older division in baseball, and he was, you know, so sock that was, and dingers. Yeah, sock and dingers, man. My little guy now he's got pulled up into another older division as well, and so both playing really well and um, growing as athletes. That's really fun to watch. You know, kids grow as athletes and see like see when that little light switch clicks and they they start to really want it and want to win and want to be great and it's it's cool to watch and I'm having a lot of fun being being dad and not coach as so much. Um because basically like the first few years, you know, you're you're definitely gonna coach your kids in sports. Well if you want to. But <clears throat> they've gotten to uh you know, now they're in travel leagues and um the coach you know they're they're moving past dad's level of expertise. And so other coaches are out there. And so it's good to be, just be dad, you know, and like, now that's that, it. Now that they're off the tee. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Once, <laughs> right. once they got that <laughs> t-ball, right? Like no longer. Be a dad. I'll just be a dad now. Yeah, I'll just be a right. fan. I'll just, I'll, just wear, I'll just wear the team's hat. And yeah, right. I'll, be your, I'll have a sign. Just go Jackson, go. Getting, getting fights with the other team <laughs> get, dads. Get, exactly. That was a miracle. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. 
Well, I think that's a good spot to end it. It's been a good talk. Thanks for coming on. First episode in the books.